Louise McSherry on 2FM. Now, next up, we are going to talk to Laura Egan, who is the founder of sustainable fashion hub Minty. She is, oh, she's a dab hand with a sewing machine. Um, she is a designer, but she does incredible upcycles. You want to follow her just to see the clothes. And she also sells lovely pre-loved clothing. Um, but today, I want to talk to her about greenwashing. Hello, Laura. Hi, Louise. How are you? Good. I'm good, thank you. I'm so happy to be speaking to you. Um, oh, no, me too. You have been doing some stellar work on Instagram, explaining greenwashing and kind of letting people in on what the story is. So I'm not going to try and explain it. I think it's better if I just let you do it. What is greenwashing? Yeah, so greenwashing is basically the process of giving a false impression of how companies' products are more sustainable than they actually are. Mm. So in one word, really, it's misdirection, right. I like to say. And um, who, who's doing it? <laughs> who's doing it? It's everywhere. It's right. absolutely everywhere across all industries. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been around since like the 1960s. In, in, it was coined in the 1980s, actually, which is really interesting, um, where an oil company basically released a series of ads where it showed their employees being really kind to like super cute animals like bears and sea turtles. And, you know, like it's self-explanatory. It's an oil company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and, you know, like there's no there's no getting away from it anytime soon, to be really honest. But what I've kind of liked to focus on is, you know, I- implementing ways that the consumer can spot it and and, you know, taking a, a proactive approach to it where you can do certain things, you can ask certain questions to companies to be able to tell whether they're greenwashing or not. Okay, so I mean, obviously, sustainability is kind of a big buzzword at the moment, and I kind of hate even saying that because it almost diminishes the meaning, the meaningfulness. That's not a yeah. word. <laughs> how meaningful it is, um, and how important it is that sustainability is part of our lives. But it is very kind of cool at the moment to be conscious of sustainability. So I suppose it's a good time to seize people's interest. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, as a consumer, we want to be more sustainable. Like sixty-six percent of people are more willing to spend more money on a product if it's more sustainable. Mm. So, like, it's it's proven, and and the companies have realised this. And people ask why companies greenwash because it sells yeah. you know um you know and and often when a company is greenwashing they'll spend more money on telling people that they're being sustainable or eco-friendly than actually taking action so they'll put loads of money into marketing this massive comp- campaign and really they're not actually putting any money into changing the, their practices mm. do you know um, so tell me a little bit about your work and how you came to be so aware of greenwashing because you, you've kind of seen this firsthand, haven't you? Yes. So I am a fashion designer. Um, I have worked in the fashion design industry for about four years now. So I, I actually, I have myself contributed to greenwashing in certain brands that I worked for. And that's how I have kind of come to what I'm doing today. Um, you know, it was a lot of guilt mm. and it was a lot of me knowing in the back of my head that what I'm writing about these these fashion brands isn't really true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I like to basically take as an example um, a magazine I was working on for a brand um, where it was all about their sustainability practices and how they were so eco-friendly. And I was kind of designing all these graphics and, you know, putting the layout and writing all the text. And it just dawned on me, you know, really nothing here is that true Mm. um you know brands can use sustainable fabrics and brands can you know have sustainable elements in their company but it's when they start to talk about something without actually 
doing it mm. is when the issue arises. So I saw a lot of that throughout my time working in the fashion industry. And um, yeah, I just think uh, it's, 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 a sad, it's a sad space because the consumer is being really misled. And um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm, I'm at at the moment. So I, I wonder, like, is there, like, I sometimes think that it's difficult at the moment for consumers in some ways because yeah. you, we, you know, people my age grew up, have grown up in an extremely bye, bye, bye kind of mm-hmm. culture and fast fashion took over all of our lives, I think, with the advent of online shopping and lots of us went absolutely wild. And I have to say, as a plus size woman, you know, when I had, because for a long time, I didn't really have access to clothes and that sounds dramatic, but it's the truth. It was absolutely. very yeah. hard for me to buy clothes at all. Um, and what I could buy wasn't nice. So then when online, you know, shops, places like ASOS and the like had the these, you know, trend driven plus size ranges. It was like the for the first time in my life, I can buy things I actually like. Mm-hmm. And so I shopped like I <laughs> I shopped a lot. And it's only really in the last couple of years that I kind of was like, OK, this is actually insane. I have more clothes than I, any person should ever have. And I don't even know that I like a lot of them because I've just been buying, buying, buying. And I think a lot of us have confronted that now. And, you know, that's that's not necessarily the way that we want to be. But yeah. at the same time, sometimes you do need to buy new clothes. And, um, you know, especially for, for people like me, for plus size people, because, you know, unfortunately, there isn't as much plus size stuff in the secondhand or pre-loved market. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we are going to buy new clothes, you want to make the best decision. So if a brand is saying this is our sustainable range um, and, you know, we are using, you know, sustainable fabrics, blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, well, OK, that can kind of assuage my guilt but I suppose is is your point that they might be using a sustainable cotton say but their other practices might be horrific absolutely yeah so the, the example I like to, to give um is is when a fast fashion brand produces this conscious collection so they might generally it's they're using organic cotton you'll see um and actually it's relevant because there's a lot going around recently but on the side, they're not addressing, you know, elements like the toxic dyes that they use that are polluting the waters, the impact of their mass production on the environment, you know, the failure to pay their own garment workers. Mm-hmm. And really the 99.9% of the fabrics they use that aren't sustainable. So all of these elements, you know, a consumer sees this campaign saying this brand is, is sustainable because we're using our organic cotton. So naturally, the cons- consumer is going to think that's great. OK, I'll consider buying from these. But they're not addressing these other elements, which mm. is frustrating, you know, as as a consumer and and looking on thinking, you know, what's going on behind this. But the, the average person doesn't. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important um, to to know these things. And, and that's kind of why what I've tried to do on my Instagram is to give people tools to be able to spot these things. Um, so. When you take everything into account, like our ethical practices from in terms of paying your workers, in terms of them working in safe conditions, in terms of using sustainable fabrics, is it possible to produce clothing that is not expensive within that structure? Well, it depends what you mean about expensive. You know, like I think the problem is that we've been fed this mindset that clothes cost under 10, 20 euro. Mm. So because of these fast fashion brands, because of these bad practices that they aren't paying down their supply chain, um, we've been led to believe that clothes are that cheap. Mm. When actually, when you do take into account all of these things, and it doesn't mean that they have to be extortionately expensive. It Mm. can definitely be achievable, um, you know, 
and a fair price. But I think the problem is that we have been led that, that to believe that that's the, the price and it's really not. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, we can, we can as, as consumers, we can definitely use our voices. Mm. Um, there's obviously a responsibility on companies to, there's a lot of unintentional greenwashing going on as well, where companies haven't themselves researched the practices and what what they're saying the actual definitions and so i think it's on it's on us the consumers but it's also on the companies mm. um and f- for us i think it's important um to look out for uh numbers so yeah. that's the main thing that i say if a company is fully committed to being sustainable um they will know what percentage of fabrics are actually sustainable in their company mm. they will be transparent about their supply chain they'll know what their goals and targets are for the future and you'll know like if you ask these companies if you send a little email before you buy um and ask them you know what what these numbers are they'll be able to tell you mm. i'm interested do you think it would be better you know because there are obviously you know shops or brands within the clothing industry who their whole thing is that they're very inexpensive and there are some people who need access to inexpensive clothing particularly for children and that kind of thing um or for babies say um would it be better for them to just be honest and just not say anything about their business practices or their ethical practices you know or, or like you, yeah, how do you I, respond to that I suppose I feel like that's a tricky part of it I know it is and like I think it's better not to lie like personally that's just a personal opinion I think if it, it's not okay to mislead a consumer full yeah. stop so if you're not gonna mislead the consumer either don't say anything and when people ask tell them the truth or 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 just be honest um about it and be honest about what you hope to do yeah. in the future yeah um but don't pretend that you're doing it now. Yeah. You know, um, but it's true. Like people do need access to these things. And I and I think the more we move towards a more sustainable industry and the more um, transparent people are about the supply chain, the more people will understand what, what these things cost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's a really good point that you made because I think you're right. I think people have just disconnected from the reality of, of what, what is a fair price like it doesn't even come down to necessarily expensive or inexpensive what's fair you know mm-hmm. because obviously you can look at some designer clothing and you know that it's not a fair price to charge you know yeah. say 500 quid for a t-shirt like you know yeah. unless it's all you know I don't know made out of like spun gold, gold or something <laughs> yeah exactly there's really no justification for that as a fair price you're paying for the brand or whatever and you know fine um but you know if we are your as you say used to seeing t-shirts for a five or a tenner then you know you're going to see 30 euro as you know a wild price completely and i think when the most important thing is to when you look at a t-shirt for five euro just think for a second down the line who has actually made that so um you know from the seamstress to the pattern cutter to there's like when people talk about handmade clothing like every piece of clothing is handmade there's no machine that makes that makes clothing like every garment you see has been touched by hands. So you you really have to imagine how far that's gone back and how many people haven't been paid or have been paid not enough for it. Mm. Um, and I think that's the key thing is to look at clothes a little bit differently, to try shift our mindset, which is tough. Like we've yeah. been le- led this mindset for years now. Like Yeah, yeah. 
But I think you're right. I think it's about changing a perspective. As uncomfortable as that is, it's about mm-hmm. facing up to the fact that, you know, yeah, sure, you can, ha- you can buy, of course you can go and buy your five euro t-shirt, but there are consequences uh, for other people if you do do that. Absolutely. Um, and I suppose it's about deciding whether or not that's something that you can kind of live comfortably with or whether it isn't. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, no, for okay. sure. Well, I cannot thank you enough for coming on and teaching us about greenwashing um, because I think it's good that we have our eyes open. Whatever decisions we make, it's good to make them with our eyes wide open. That is Laura Egan, founder of Minty. Definitely go and follow Minty on Instagram just for the transformations. My God, you uh, the way that you transform items of clothing, Laura, I it never ceases to amaze me. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. Honestly, the other day, uh, Laura took, ba- it looked like a school kilt and yes. made it into the coolest dress. <laughs> and then she like styles. Anyway, just go and follow. It's well worth it. Thank you so much, Laura. Thanks I hope so you have much. a lovely day. You're you so too. welcome. Bye-bye. Louise McSherry on 2FM.